Good evening and welcome. It's the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. Welcome to a... What is it, Britt? I can't keep the day straight. I think it's Monday. Is it Monday, Britt? Please tell me it's Monday. It's... Yeah. It's Twitter day. (laughs) You were about to say something smart where you were going to make some joke uh, and confuse me, which is not good because I have to tell you, I'm already starting the show very confused because there's a giant spot on this monitor right to my right that I know something should be there and it's not there. So at a key moment during the show, I'm going to be looking over to do something out of habit and whatever I need to do is not there. So there's going to be a bit of a, a a moment of disorganization and panic on my part, just so you're prepared for that, because uh, it's going to happen. There's there's a big blank spot here, and I know something's always there, and I just don't know what it is. Um, is it the clock? No, the clock's behind me. You can see that over my left shoulder, right? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So something. Um, so okay. Vince, be prepared Anyways. for that. Just it's going to happen tonight. So when you see me collapse okay. like a a, a pull a jello on my desk because I'm, um, you know, just just collapsing because I'm confused. You take over. All right. Can you do that for me? All right. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be there for you. Karen, Don't worry. Karen, welcome back to the program. Great <laughs> to have you here again as well. This is your second time on the show, so we're happy to have you back. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Good. All right. Last minute. Yeah, it was last minute. It was very last minute. And I apologize for that. Were you going to say something, Britt? Or are you no just worries. kissing your microphone? I'm not sure which of the two things is happening here. I'm just smelling it. You know, <laughs> oh, okay, I, Biden. All right. All right. Uh, speaking <laughs> of that. Biden impersonation. Yeah, let's, let's jump right into this stuff because there's a lot to cover tonight. As there is. Oh, we should say hello to everybody in, in uh, Foxhole, in Twitch. And, of course, YouTube, a lot of great people. You guys have been waiting a long time. People are, like, getting in line for the program, like, 20 minutes ahead of time. So thank you for doing that, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate that. Please subscribe. Please follow and do all those things. All right, let's get started here. Joe Biden. Remember when Joe Biden gave the one of his first talks about uh, what was happening in Afghanistan? He was asked what he thought about foreign leaders criticizing him, and he said there are no foreign leaders that are criticizing him. Nobody is uh, in the international community. In fact, they're all actually very supportive of what he's doing, and everything is going swimmingly, according to Joe Biden. Well, That story has kind of fallen apart because now Joe Biden is very, very angry with the UK. Um, In fact, he has at this point put them on a, well, let's call it his list. And Joe Biden, when he makes a list, you better believe that's something he can remember. According to um, this report from the Daily Wire, Democrat President Joe Biden is reportedly offended that British politicians view him as, quote, gaga and doolally. Do you remember when we talked about doolally? That's British slang for senile. Well, they're still using that word in reference to Joe Biden. And that, of course, is following his disastrous handling of the crisis in Afghanistan. But there's a quote from a State Department official or excuse me, a White House official that says the Brits have their view, but they should be careful What's been said is offensive, and he will remember it, meaning Biden. He actually has a long memory. I can't help but laugh when I read that. Um, That's according to this U.S. source from the White House. They say it's always been his way that if somebody says something really bad to him or about him, he doesn't speak to them again. He does bear grudges. Boris Johnson should know that. Vince, is this foreign policy by grudge and, and, you know, hand in the face? Uh, I think you're giving Biden too much credit that he actually has a uh, 
he has a plan when it comes to foreign policy at all. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, I don't know what he's doing when it goes, comes to foreign policy. Um, he's he's certainly not making any friends around the world, uh, and he certainly isn't, uh, uh, you know, representing America in a way that uh, we're used to in terms of us being one of those, you know, one of the superpowers around the world. And and uh, it, it, he's becoming a joke. Um, you know, God, it, it's kind of sad because if you think about it. There was a lot of scrutiny over the foreign policy and the way that Barack Obama, when he was president, uh, treated or was treated or was seen by a lot of the world. And people didn't think he was a strong enough leader. And I think there's a lot of people who'd uh, who'd return to Barack Obama style foreign policy today uh, compared to what we're seeing because it's an absolute disaster. Isn't it amazing? Uh, you know, that that old phrase, uh, phrase you know, um um, you don't recognize what you have until it's gone. And, uh, you know, we, this this dial has been moved so far in a direction that I think if we had talked about this 10 years ago, everyone would have said you're crazy and you're conspiracy theorists. But yet here it is unfolding in front of us. Um, this uh, this uh, White House spokesman goes on to say the president will say publicly that everything is fine, that our ties have never been stronger. But behind the scenes, we're at a very dangerous moment for Mr. Biden, it's his way or the highway, Karen. This is a quote-unquote, we're talking about the UK here, our closest ally. But because some politicians in the UK parliament said some mean things about Biden, which I think were very uh, justly deserved, uh, Biden is now, uh, say, says we're at a very dangerous moment in our relationship with the UK. Sounds a little silly to me, Karen. Sounds absolutely ludicrous. He's an idiot. <laughs> well, Seriously, that does <clears throat> sum it up. Idiot, uh, Britt. A couple yeah. of a couple of things that were said, Britt. Uh, Lord, I'm I'm not sure how to pronounce all these names, but Lord Danet said he's just undermined the patient and painstaking work of the last five, ten, fifteen years to build governance in Afghanistan. Another politician named Lord Howard of Limp. Uh, said it's a catastrophic mistake, talking about what Biden did, which may very well prove to be the defining legacy of of his president. Lord Robotham said humiliation and disaster of the West is appalling. The West is seen as an unreliable ally as a result of Biden's actions. And Lord Ricketts said America is back now sounds rather hollow. America is backing down fits the case better. How many of these lords do you think wish that orange man bad was back in the office. All the shit they said about Trump, all of the bitching they had about Trump, all of the stuff that they were shocked that he was doing. Now we see what we have when you have weakness. We have weakness, we have senility, we have the JV squad running the White House. Hey, don't bring don't bring me uh, into this. Don't bring me into this. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> JV, you are there running. You are the JV. No, um I just, I just, I, just, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at this like long memory grudge. I mean, that's his whole life. He's, he, he is an sob. His, his personality, his reputation in Congress and around people is that he is a mean sob that wants what he wants. He's a grifter. He's a thief. He's got corrupt kids. He's got corrupt family members. He's into the corruption. Rich, rich, rich. The guy's never held a real job in his life, but yet he's a multimillionaire. It is what it is. I mean, it's just, it's just when you get into the presidency, everything's magnified. But you know, I. I I want to slap every flipping talking head on cable news, every reporter, political reporter that wrote, oh, the 
Biden won. The adults are in charge again. We got the adults back in the office. No, we don't. We have the children. This is what happens when you this is what happens when you let theory Ivy League never never worked a day in their life. Spoiled, rotten kids are running our country right now. And this is what you get when you run on theory and and uh, uh, wishful thinking. Trump ran this place from a from a from an, uh, an angle of experience because he built things for a living. He actually worked in the real world, and that's why we had the lowest unemployment rate for the black community, the Hispanic community, the female community, for everybody. We had a roaring economy. We were dominating the world. We shit was getting done that needed to get done for years that politicians wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole, but they wanted to go oh and pull their little skirts up and you know jump around the little mices on the ground because they were oh Trump orange, but he was getting shit done that was good for the American people and the rest of the world, for that matter, regular people. I mean, we're all down a level right now. Inflation is affecting everybody in the Western Hemisphere that doesn't manipulate their currencies illegally like China does or North Korea does or Russia does. Trump helped us all. He He brought the tide up for all the boats. And now we have crystal clear vision of what happens with amateur hour. And that's where we're at right now. We have amateur hour, and and Biden is going to do some shit that's going to screw us up. But the good thing is, is that you know the UK knows what's going on. They'll just wait it out. He'll be gone. On to the next. Well, we hope that's the case. Uh, just to illustrate how uh, ridiculous this last week or so has been, if you remember correctly, Biden received a lot of criticism, and again, justly, uh, justly so, for being at Camp David while all this was going down in Afghanistan. And he barely mustered himself back to the White House to give a 20-minute talk, took a couple of questions, and then uh, shuffled back off to Camp David to finish out his vacation. But he's not the only one. It turns out Secretary of State Blinken was also on vacation uh, as all of this was happening. He was in the Hamptons. I don't think he came out of vacation to deal with anything as this went. But Vince, uh, do these people not care? Is it they don't care? Or were they so ill-prepared for what was happening in Afghanistan and so oblivious to the realities of the gr- what was going on on the ground there that they thought they could go on vacation while this 20-year war came to an end. Uh, I think it, I think there's two parts uh, to, to that, uh, JV. And, and the first one is I think there's a, there is a, a certain piece of incompetence that they went into this plan and they thought they had a plan, which there was no way that their plan was going to work or be executed correctly. And the second piece is that you know you, you you've got a lot of people who were caught off guard and and exactly that they weren't going to come back from vacation they're like okay whatever that. i mean i found the most telling piece especially in the early days of all of this is when when things started going south and when um when biden made his first address to uh to the americans on the situation in afghanistan one of his earliest lines in his remarks were that yeah the 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 fall of the uh the afghanistan government to the taliban happened a lot quicker than we expected it's not that they didn't expect it to happen, but it happened a lot quicker than they expected it. And and the problem that that I have with that is 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 sure they they saw it coming, they knew it was going to come. If they listened to any expert in the field, they would have told them it was going to happen as quick as it did. So I think it's I think there's a the, the problem's twofold. They're just it's total incompetence. And then I, I'm not even sure where they're getting their advice at this point. So to me, whether they're on vacation, whether Biden's in the White House, in the bunker at Camp David, does it really matter where he is? They, they're going to botch this thing from wherever they are. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, they, that's the problem with incompetence. <laughs> you, you know, being on vacation or being in the office doesn't change how incompetent you are. Right. But if, if if Biden if Biden were actually on vacation, it may have helped the situation. <laughs> that's a good point. It may have gotten a lot more, better. Uh, Karen, do you remember how much heat Donald Trump took when he went and played a round of golf or two? Uh, you know, they were the media was all over him if he wasn't working 19, 20 hours a day, which was what his normal schedule was. Yeah, I absolutely do. It's a bunch of bullshit. And honestly, I think this whole Afghanistan thing is uh, playing out as planned. Are you saying, Karen, that you think that... I'll drop the mic right there. Yeah, okay. So you think that that was an intentional incompetence? Is that what you're saying? Or are you just saying we couldn't expect more than incompetence from these folks? Yeah, both. Okay, um, Britt, I'm going to change the uh, the the subject here just a little bit. It still relates to Afghanistan, um, but if you start looking at the list of equipment that was left behind by the U.S. military, this is staggering. Twenty-two thousand one hundred seventy-four Humvees. 42,000 pickup trucks and SUVs, 64,000 machine guns, 358,000 assault rifles. This is an amazing list. And and then if you you take a look at the aircraft portion of this, 33 Blackhawk helicopters. Uh, I don't care how you plan the exit from Afghanistan. How can you justify leaving an arsenal that's bigger than most arsenals of the military of countries uh, around most of the world? Yeah, I think it's 88%. Uh, we left more equipment back than 88% of the world's army, bottom armies. Does that make sense? So it's a lot. But, you know, America is known for just leaving shit behind when they pull out of an engagement. It's what we do. Um, I mean, I read a report that there was a theory within the, the DOD Pentagon peoples that presented the plan to the White House that, hey, if we just fortify the Afghan army with a bunch of equipment and then we, we can pull out, we'll just leave them and they, they'll be they'll have everything they need. Um, but what happened was we pulled out all the contractors that repair the equipment and keep the stuff in the air. We pulled them out and then we pulled out our our uh, uh, our air support that was helping them. Um, and some of the other tactical support roles. We pulled all that out. So they they were lost. I mean, they were just, I mean, a lot of them fought till they ran out of ammunition. Then they got executed by the Afghan army. So, um, I mean, it's not like they, they all of them ran. They, they ran out of ammunition and they ran out of tech support. So they were done. But the, the crazy thing is, the thing that sucks for us is, number one, they left the night vision. 16,000 goggles, night vision goggles. You know, one of our one of America's key advances or key advantages is that we own the night. We have mastered fighting in the night and pitch black. No one can see us coming, but there we are because of those goggles, because of the the training that we have on. Well, now they have enough that they can train on them, learn them, figure them out, give them to Russia, give them to China, give them to North Korea to tinker, give them to Iran to tinker with and and, and backwards engineer and make. China steals everything. Um, and then the other thing is, they just gave. 350,000 assault rifles to any to, to the terrorists and they want to take my guns away yeah screw them 
I want to go over to Afghanistan and see if I can get some of this stuff and bring it back. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it's great stuff. Now, the, the Pentagon has said they've demilitarized some of this equipment. In other words, took the armaments off of it. Uh, and it seems as though the Taliban has found a, a new use for the Blackhawks, and they, they're using them to hang people from. So uh, they have found a, another use for them. Well, think about that, JV. I mean, did you see the video today of that? Of the helicopter flying over the city with the people hanging from the bottom of them? That they hung and then they flew around. That is all psychological warfare. This is what's going to happen to you. Uh, there's also coming out of reports. Uh, I think Jennifer Griffin was reporting on it. There's uh, there's some other independent stuff I'm seeing coming out of on, on the Twitterverse, the social media world. That uh, as our last plane took off, the Taliban started going door to door with the list that we supposedly did not give them. And the execution, door to door executions, the big bloodletting right now. So we're going to see some horrific stuff over the next few days. Um I am I'm pretty pretty upset with what's gone down. But this particular thing, I don't know why this this really irked me. But not only did we leave Americans behind, we also left service dogs behind. The dogs that smell out the IEDs, the dogs that work with the troops. We left 48 service dogs behind. An official in the DOD somewhere in the DOD gave the order, some pissant general that needs to be freaking caned gave the order nope don't load them up in the cargo bay just leave them behind these dogs could have been put underneath in the cargo bay and would have been fine but they just left them behind vince how does that make you feel when we have people that are, can be this cruel when there was no reason to leave them behind they just chose to leave them behind uh, unfortunately, I mean, again, uh, how does that surprise you? Uh, I still, I still don't think that we fully understand the extent to the number of Americans we've left behind as the last plane flew out today. So the fact that they've left service dogs, uh, unfortunately, doesn't surprise me. I mean, the entire situation is sickening. I mean, everything that we've done, I mean, to our allies, to everything else, um, you know, uh, again. Uh, you know, this this is so uh, reminiscent of of you know the when the Soviets pulled out uh, when we pushed that helped to help to push them out uh, back in the back in the seventies and you know we very similarly we ended up leaving a lot of weapons there right and we didn't we didn't stick around to see the see the mission through and, and here we were twenty years down the road of actually trying to see a mission through where we can where afghanistan would establish its own government uh be able to have its own police force and military and be able to to you know to help themselves uh you know we we built roads and bridge and, and some schools and buildings and, and did things that were going to make a positive impact for the future and what we've done is after 20 years of, of progress like that we've totally uh we've just we, we've in in a matter of weeks totally ruined the, all the all the progress that we made there uh which i, I gotta tell you i think i think down the road just like we saw uh we saw the first time uh, this happened uh that you know it's setting up for a, a major national uh national security crisis at some point uh for us here in this country um but as far as the service dogs, yeah, yeah it's, it's an absolute it's it's sickening it's sickening from the but but it, it's unfortunately it's not surprising when you look, I mean, you know, you look at the equipment we left behind. You look that we left, we left animals behind, and then you look, we've left, we've left people behind. You know, both both Americans and our allies, yeah. right? Which is not something we do. That is not what we're known to do what, to be doing, right? That's not what we do as no. Americans. So it's it's crazy. No, and we did it, and we did it. So Karen, my thought process is this: I mean, there's the the, the White House, the Biden administration. They are so wrapped up in optics. 
Now, I mean, yes, they left people behind, which is horrific. We left U.S. citizens behind, and I bet you that number's in the tens of thousands. I, that's where I bet it's at. They're trying to say the low 100s, but I think it's in the thousands upon thousands. But optically, leaving animals behind is a special kind of that will get even people that don't care involved. I mean, now PETA will get involved. People who love animals, love German shepherds, love duck, they will get involved. Was this a major optical blunder? Or the optics know, blunder? Or the optics blunder? Yeah. Is this like... <laughs> So you so you're yeah. So you think they left them behind for the bad optics? Yeah, I do. And what do they get out of that? What are they what's what what are they going you for? You know, you know what I don't know, just more division, more fucked up shit. I mean I can't even Okay, cuz I cuz I heard this earlier. So JV, uh, Karen's on to something here that I've seen floating around the social world is that is that is that they're going they're they're trying to make it such a mess, so screwed yeah. up that they demoralize the military, they run out the patriot in the military, and then they can backfill it with their with their woke people, and then they have control. Exactly. I don't. I think you're giving. I think wh whoever's theory that is, wherever that's being discussed, I think is giving them way too much credit. I think they were they were just completely. Uh, they were rushed out of there. They were more. And, and when it comes to optics, they were more concerned with getting out prior to September 11th, so they could have that 20 year anniversary and the victory of uh, ending the war in Afghanistan photo op. And you know. To be be damned the the details of getting out of there. They just wanted to get the hell out of there, and uh, therefore they left. As we've talked about, a ton of equipment. They left American uh, citizens and allies behind, and they left these dogs behind. And what makes it so egregious that they left these dogs behind is one thing that we all uh, take a lot of pride in is that we help people and and living things that can't help themselves we do that almost before we help each other because they can't help themselves these dogs in those crates can't help themselves i don't know if if the afghanis treat dogs any better than they treat uh, their their political or religious adversaries i don't know how they treat animals but i do know that we don't treat animals that way and those those creatures, those dogs who served faithfully along American soldiers probably saved a lot of lives. And we couldn't take the time to put them in an aircraft. We couldn't delay the departure an hour to have one more aircraft cycle through and put those, those dogs on that aircraft. This is appalling. And Joe Biden needs to stand up and address the American people, apologize for what he's done to us and the world. But where's Joe Biden? He's hiding again because this man is incompetent. Absolutely incompetent. So I'm going to piggyback on this. I got one more round, JV, um, and then I'll give and then back to you. Um, so the Pentagon, the Pentagon slams leak showing U.S. deaths in Kabul bombing could have been avoided. So the Pentagon... Uh, so apparently the U.S. government had advanced notice and could have added, uh, avoided last week's airport bombing that killed 13 U.S. service members, according to a new report. So there's stuff that's leaking out and people are covering their asses and whatnot. And the Pentagon is pissed about the optics, that it makes them look bad. They don't care about, well, hey, who knew this? Why didn't this come up the chain? Why didn't we do anything about this? No, it's optics, optics, optics. Vince, this, this government that we have in power right now, this Biden administration and the woke bastards that they put in put in charge they're all worried about optics 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 they don't give two shits about our lives 
optics. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally agree with that too. And 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 they are they do seem to be concerned about the optics, but I think they're botching the optics as well. I mean, how does how does any of this look good for right. them? It doesn't. And I don't think they're actually from a, even a political standpoint, from a standpoint of trying to create the optics that they want to create. I don't think they're doing a great job with it. I think a, a great example of that is the meeting that that Biden ha, uh, just took with uh, the widow of one of the the service members who who was killed in that attack. Uh, they went into that knowing that there were there were three or four family members who wanted nothing to do with it. So they knew that there was family members who who blame Biden and don't like Biden and didn't. But yet they still forced it and then had some some uh, ridiculously scripted because apparently that's what they have to do with them. Because God forbid you let Joe go on his own. Right. Just talk. Uh, that's just that's not a good thing. So they have some scripted type uh, type of meeting. I mean, it's not, it wasn't a speech. It was supposed to be this, you know, meeting with the widow of a, of a, of a, a young widow, too, of a, of a deceased uh, service member who who died because of your incompetence. And I, if I'm correct, I don't think there was an apology. I don't think there was any kind of excuse. I, if I'm from what I'm, I, I hear now, you know, he he talked about losing his own son. You know, like, uh, like the, you know, I feel your pain, kind of stuff, and, and it doesn't work. So they're they're screwing up the optics. So you're right. For for a, uh, an administration that's so concerned about the optics, they're doing just a shitty job with uh, with the optics of this. Karen, so they screw up the. They do this weird optics where they leave the dogs behind, not realizing that's going to be bad. They do this 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 optics. The, the Pentagon's upset about how it made them look. This leak, and that's all they're really pissed about. Vince just brings up a great example: the optics of this really rough meeting with with uh, with a widower because they they scripted Joe and just he's not an actor. He he can't do a Ronald Reagan. Um, do they get better at this, or is this the best they got? Oh, this is the best they've got, but I still believe it's by design. Sorry. I don't think anything's an accident going on right now at all. So do you think, do you think Joe understands what's going on or is it just the people behind him and he's the meat sack? He's just the meat sack. There's puppet masters. I mean, come on. We all know that. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, JV. You have been in the radio business forever, and you understand delivering a message, marketing, is so important. How is this educated, this, this Ivy League educated administration, supposed to be the smartest of the smartest, the adults are in the room, of the social media era, how are they screwing this up? First of all, let me say something. When you t when you say I've been in the radio business forever, it implies I'm very very old. So um, we're gonna you know you can take that that back. But also, when you call Joe Biden a meat sack, I get an image that I don't want to see anymore. So please come up with another term to describe him. Maybe an empty vessel or something. But this meat sack thing just gives me it gives me the creeps. Um, Listen, uh, you know, I'm going to go back to what I was saying before here because I think it's really true. I think they think they're brilliant. I think they think they've got this under control, but they're not. They're incompetent. They are, as you said, the JV team uh, has nothing to do with me. They are the amateurs. They are the think tank employees who are now being asked to actually perform and don't know how to. Uh, and, and I think that's probably true of a lot of our military leaders, too. Not the not the rank and file, but some of these generals, the, the Millie. I mean, I watch him speak and he just seems angry. And I really honestly think he's trying to employ some white rage because that's what he seems like he's doing there on the podium. Um, but all this theoretical crap that is uh, that is occupying uh, 
the White House, the Congress, our foreign policy, and now our military, this woke stuff, it's interfering with getting jobs done that need to get done in a way that causes minimum casualties and minimal disruption. That's what's happening. And that's where I'm taking this next, uh, because Kamala Harris, who has been a little bit out of the out of the uh, um, uh, spotlight for a while, which you know most people aren't complaining about. The administration is doing it because her negatives are so bad. But they sent her over to Southeast Asia to do something. I'm not really sure what her goal was, but it turns out while Afghanistan was burning, while people were being killed on their way trying to get to the airport so they could get out and live. She's talking to Vietnam about climate change and LGBT uh, rights because that seems to be the most important thing that uh, dictates our foreign policy relationships around the world. Vice President Kamala Harris, this is a a report by Adam Mano, Uh, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris held a roundtable discussion on LGBTQ and disabled rights with Vietnamese social advocacy organizations in uh, Vietnam on Thursday. She unveiled new agreements with Singapore as well to combat cyber threats and tackle climate change. Um, Vince, before I go to you on this, I want to give you a sense of what some of the international community thinks about what's happening here in the United States. Part of the problem for the United States now is wokeness. Wokeness, I think, is the form that decadence now takes. This is like the last days of the Roman Empire, you know, twiddling your thumbs while Rome burns. What we have in the United States situation is pushing naff, stupid, woke politics about gender and whatever else it might be, while the world burns, while Afghanistan burns. This is a decadent regime in Washington. Wokeness is their, their, their gospel. And I think the sooner American people and other people wake up to that, the better. Yeah, Vince, is wokeness a religion? Is it gospel to these people? Oh, I think it's... Uh, I, to call it a religion would mean that these people have uh, have have a deeper uh, a deeper meaning and conscience to the whole thing. And I don't think that... I, I think this is, is much more... Uh, is it's it's much it's it's a lot thinner if you will than uh, than anything else that they actually believe but i again uh, here I, it's absolutely correct i mean that's that's definitely the 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 same the perception is that you know we've got bigger problems uh happening on a on a, on a world stage and a, and a much larger crisis is not not just in what's going on in afghanistan but in our own backyard and here we have the vice president whose numbers are in the tank so nobody here likes her so let's get her the hell out of the country and send her on a on a uh, uh you know send her on a, some foreign trip we put her somewhere that's supposedly not a hot hotbed of anything going on right now and, and we're going to talk about things that i guarantee do not matter to the people in Southeast Asia. These are not their top three issues that they're dealing with right now. So, but we're going to talk about it because what it does is it creates a headline back home and with the, which they'll, it'll be perceived on their end as a, a safe headline that she's able to get in, in, in Vietnam and, and in Singapore because you're not going to be asked the tough questions like you would be in front of the American press corps who aren't going to do the dog whistle bullshit with you and they're going to they're going to see through it and they're going to pepper you with the real questions uh, that they want answers to. But they're going to stick you somewhere else. The other thing I would do is I put that I'd, I'd use this as a huge warning. You know, we've got the, you've got, uh, Europe is, is, uh, they're starting to turn on us. We've, uh, we've made a mess there. We've made a mess in the Middle East. Watch out, Southeast Asia, you're next. The wokeness doesn't end there. Uh, and one of the things that we have mentioned on this program quite a bit is the fact that this, 
the response, the government response to the pandemic since March of last year, shutdowns, uh, you know, mandates, restrictions. Now they're talking about vaccine mandates, all of this stuff. Uh, many of us have said is basically a trial run or discovery phase as they look to implement many of these things in other uh, woke or leftist agendas like climate change. And it's been reported now that the Department of HHS is unveiling an office to treat climate change as a health issue. The Federal Health Department is creating a new office to address climate change as a public health issue. The Office of Climate Change and Health Equity. It'll include initiatives aimed at reducing health providers' carbon emissions. Um, so they're going to go after doctors. What are they going to tell doctors, uh, Karen, that they can't drive SUVs to to you know to the hospital to perform surgeries because that's, that's just creating too much of a carbon footprint in the effort to save somebody's life? Well, don't be surprised if they do. I mean. Where does this wokeness fucking stop? I mean, it's just getting more ridiculous by the day. HH Secretary uh, Javier uh, Becerra said that we are going to use every tool at our disposal, Brit, every tool at the disposal of the uh, HHS department to uh, brand climate change as a health crisis and go after it. Well, I mean, this is so so. Climate change was supposed to be their COVID. They were hoping for the longest time that climate change would get them to where they've gotten using COVID in the way that they have. Um, I have this little, uh, so the, this tweet that came out, Dr. Fauci, I respect people's freedom, but when you're, when you are talking about a public health crisis, the time is come. Enough is enough. Meaning put your damn mask on, take your damn shot, stay in your house, shut up, do what we tell you. Then you kick over to this, uh, you know, this uh, uh, John Kerry interview in the Wall Street Journal. Climate change to be treated as a public health issue. Here we go. They're starting the, they're, they're starting the narrative now. Uh, hey, COVID, we got away with all this stuff using the health crisis uh, mantra, fear, fear, porn, fear, every morning, fear, porn, cases, cases, cases. Never mind the deaths are down. Never mind. It's a 99.9997 recovery rate, healthy recovery rate for anybody who's healthy and under 65 or something like that. Never mind that this is, it's actually just a really harsh flu. Never mind all that. Um, fear, porn, fear, porn, fear, porn. Put your mask on. Do, do what we tell you. Oh, we're going to roll this into firearms. We're going to roll this into climate change. We're going to roll this. And just think about it, JV. Not too long ago, had we said any of this, we would be considered conspiracy theorists, nut jobs, Alex Jones level. We should be we should be put in the basements. And um, it's starting to come true with these tweets and these um, and these uh, 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 interviews that these that these um, who the hell are they? That these John Kerry types are doing where they're going to use it. They're going to they're going to couch this into health crisis and then ram it down our throats. Vince, uh, they often say, you know, you have the freedom to make your own choice. Uh, but as Bill Blasio said very recently, um, when you don't make the right choice, then we have to step in. So you're, you're free to make a choice, Vince, as long as you make the choice they want you to make. I think I think you summed up the liberal mantra right there, didn't you? Um, that's exactly what it is. And and let me tell you, Bill De Blasio. I mean, there isn't a bigger poster boy for uh, for the liberal agenda. I really do believe that. Um, and you know, and and Britt, you know, you brought up some really good points there with 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 you know COVID and 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 turning turning this into the you know turning uh, climate change into the into the health crisis. Does this mean that that COVID is not the health crisis we have to be concerned with anymore? If now we have time for the for to take all of these resources and go and spend time 
looking at the climate uh, climate change as a, as a health crisis. Apparently, that must mean that we're we're in better shape when it comes to COVID. So, which warnings are we supposed to heed, or they want us just to heed all of them, right? Is that is that where we are now? It's just you know they're gonna they're gonna pile on the health crisis instead of instead of you know worry worry about them one at a time. It's it's it, it certainly is, but you're, you're you're right on. This is this is all this is all bell, you know. It's all it, it's all dog whistle type stuff to try to you know create the distraction because the midterms are coming up quicker than they need them to. And when you talk and when you talk about uh, you know we're in the middle of a, a foreign policy crisis. We're in the middle of what they tell us is a is a national health crisis still. Yet they seem to have time to do a lot of really bizarre things, especially at the most important uh, agency as it relates to this health crisis. The CDC has now published an inclusive language guide. They say that calling people things like alcoholics or calling them uninsured or calling them elderly is stigmatizing. It appears that in this recently published guide, the CDC lists numerous descriptors and phrases that they say are not in inclusive, including, for example, under the disability heading, the guide says that, says that words like disabled, differently abled, and handicapped are stigmatizing and should be replaced with phrases like people with disabilities or people with a disability or people who use wheelchairs or a mobility device. Oh, Jesus. I just have to I just have to say there's a couple of things here that bother me. We'll get into the how ridiculous this is as a whole. But the language just has continued to change. And you know if we go back, we used to say you know, people would use the word crippled. Obviously, that's in bad taste. They don't use cripple anymore. Now they go to handicapped or they go to disabled. And this language just keeps being pushed further and further and further until it actually becomes absolutely meaningless. Karen, how close are we to having the English language, at least the English language we use here in the United States, becoming absolutely meaningless? Oh, are we not there? I mean, <laughs> the it's getting ridiculous it's getting ridiculous brit yeah brit this uh, this list is is rather long and inclusive they don't stop with things like disabled they talk about people who are incarcerated they say that you should not use words like inmate prisoner convict ex-convict offender criminal parolee or detainee they're all very stigmatizing words instead they should use you should terms use terms like persons who are incarcerated or detained or uh partner of an incarcerated person or persons in pre-trial with a pre-trial with a charge i mean this list is lengthy but you get the idea no no i just call them incarcerated prisoner scumbag that should be executed and a beautiful rope around their neck I don't know. I, I am so over this. All, all this pronouns and, and call me this and call me that and don't call me this. And if I have a pink bracelet on you this day, you got to call me this. But if I have a purple bracelet on this side, it means I want to be called this. I'm done with all of it. I'm done with all I got yelled at for using the word midget the other day because I didn't realize that midget was. And I didn't even use it in, an, in a derogatory way. I was just talking. I was talking about, uh, 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 well, I guess I'm supposed to say dwarf tossing now. Um, but... <laughs> I, I don't I can't keep up. I can't keep up anymore. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm old and I don't want to keep up. Screw you. Screw you guys. All you woke bastards, screw you. Go to hell. I don't want to talk with you. I don't want to be near you. I don't want to be around you. I hate you. Go away. Leave me the fuck alone. 
But you won't. You gotta constantly get in my face. You gotta... The problem we have is that we are the leave us the fuck alone people. We are the leave us alone side and we'll leave you alone. We'll all just live happily. Don't kill each other. Don't steal from each other. Just... You stay on your side, do your thing, I'll stay over here, do my thing. You want a hippie compound? Go for it. You want to dance around your sundresses barefoot and howl at the moon? Go for it. You want to go roll around in the mud and chase crabs? Go. I don't care. But they can't. They can't. They have to control everything. They are authoritarians. They, the left, are the authoritarians. And they will not stop until we do everything they say that we have to do. And then when we start doing what they say we have to do, they'll change it. Just because they want to screw with us. It's just about power. Screw you. Go to hell. I hate you. Uh, Vince, you want to take a little test? You want to take a little test? Which is, sure. more, which sure, is acceptable go. and which isn't acceptable? Homosexual or queer? Uh, homosexual is acceptable. Not, not anymore. Queer, queer is homosexual is, that, is no is longer right? acceptable according to the CDC, and queer is acceptable. Yeah. So keep up. Really? Uh, yeah, it seems to be a bit of a flip to wow. me. But uh, what is this with the gymnast, the language gymnastics? Well, Why is this so important to the left? It, it does seem like it's important, and I think I, listen. I, it, this has been a great a great discussion about about the use of the English language, and I think. I, 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 for a while, have, have thought that one of the problems is that not enough people understand the usage of the link, uh, the English language, especially the proper usage. And what we've we've lost out on is there are words that we are now banning, if you will, or saying that you can't use, right? That are inappropriate, uh, that are 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 adequate, if you will, or proper uh, descriptors in terms of the discussion you're having. Now, certainly, how you use a word. Right, and the inflection used on a word uh, it makes a, a complete difference. So it's, I don't. It, it's like honestly, it's like it's like it's like for me, it's like banning a gun. It's like banning a gun and thinking you're going to stop you're going to stop a, a, a criminal. Uh, another word I'm probably not supposed to use uh, to, for, from becoming a murderer. It's not the gun. Just like it's not the words, right? It's not the words. It's the person using the words and using them in a way to to use against another person. That's that's the that's the problem. But instead, we're just gonna we're gonna stop using a whole bunch of words. And and I, you know, how many times have you been in a conversation or, or seen somebody else that, that you've been in a conversation with, and, and and they're trying to talk and they don't know which words to use, and they're absolutely they, they can't almost get to a point where where they can't communicate with you because you know what do you say? I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about a person of color. I'm talking about someone who's disabled, and yet. I, I don't know the proper words because I don't know if I'm going to offend you. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, I, and Britt, I got to tell you, a, a lot of what you said was absolutely correct. And at the end of the day, you get to a point where it's like, all right, Merry Christmas and fuck you. I, I, enough. I'm done. <laughs> and uh, one more thing here, Britt. Um, we all remember the yes. uh, Los Angeles uh, Teachers Union and how they were handling the COVID situation and refusing to go back. And then they they printed some, they, they created a list of, demands that included things like defunding the police well that has to do with education i don't understand uh they included climate change they included you know every leftist uh wish that is on the greater wish list well now the president of that union is saying it's okay that kids don't know math they do know the words insurrection and coup which is important um, this woman's name is, uh, I, I think I can pronounce it correctly. I'm not entirely sure, but Cecily Mayart Cruz, and she's the president of the United Teachers of Los Angeles. And she told uh, LA Magazine that it's okay that our babies may not have learned their math timetables. 
but they've learned resilience, they've learned survival, they've learned critical thinking skills, they know the difference between a riot and a protest, and they know the words insurrection and coup. Is that what education's about, Brett? Is that what we should be focused on? This lady is uh, in the bottom five of the dumbest human beings on this planet. She is the biggest danger, the biggest threat, the biggest stumbling block for the minority community, uh, the poor community, because they're in the poor community. The, 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 the unions, they're, they're in the school. The union that she leads, the teachers that she represents are in the L.A. Unified School District in the poorest of the poor in California for the most part. Um, and what she is doing is setting them so far behind to be successful. These these poor kids are going to graduate and not be functional in society. I made it to the fifth fucking grade with straight A's and I could not read or write a single fucking word. I went through kindergarten, uh, actually uh, preschool through the fourth grade in the Long Beach Unified School District. And I was such a nice kid. The teachers gave me A's. I got passed along. My parents moved from the city of Long Beach to the city of Orange which was a top 25 school in the nation. And my first day at kindergarten, my teacher, Miss Humphrey, that was her last name, Humphrey, poor girl, poor lady. First day, knew something was drastically are wrong sure with me. Are you sure you're not, are you sure you're not mispronouncing? Nope. I just, I just want to, okay. Nope. All right. Miss okay. Humphrey. Nope. Miss okay. Humphrey. We, te we, we teased the hell out of her. Um, first day at kindergarten, she knew something was drastically wrong with me. Sent me over to the special ed, Mrs. Johnson. I could not read or write a single damn word. I'm sorry. I am the luckiest bastard on this planet that my parents moved and I got all kinds of help and they figured out dyslexia and all this stuff. I went over to Chapman University where they studied a hundred of us, all kinds of experiments they did on us to figure out why it was right when learning disabilities were becoming big. Had my parents not moved and my teachers were just nice and passed me along to collect that money, I would be living under a bridge or in Folsom or dead or a drug addict because I would not be able to read or write. I would not be functional in the society. And this lady right here, this lady right here needs to be drop kicked into Afghanistan. Just drop her off. She's worthless. She is the biggest danger to these poor kids in these poor communities. The biggest danger. She is a piece of shit. Vince, uh, we all know the power of the teachers union. It's something that needs to be addressed. Dressed. We also know that the third rail has often been teachers themselves. You can't criticize them uh, without uh, the fear of being attacked from many different angles. This particular uh, president, union president, actually negotiated during the coronavirus uh, lockdowns and when uh, kids were uh, attending classes through Zoom meetings or whatever it happened to be, she negotiated or actually demanded, not even negotiated, that teachers only be required to teach four hours a day on a Zoom call. Students had to do their whole day. Teachers only had to do four hours, but yet they received a full day's pay. Um, at what point do we address this problem with the education system? That has to happen is there needs to be a separation between teachers and the teachers union and that and people need to understand it's not the same thing the the teachers who are in the classroom every day teaching your children and i would say that for for most of us it's probably a, a a more positive experience that our kids are having with their individual teachers the problem is when you get the unions involved the unions have a different agenda they could care less about your kids they could care less about the education i i would argue they could care less about their members other than getting their dues and and having them as a as a uh, you know, uh, basically a block of soldiers that they get to try to brainwash and put their message into. Uh, the teachers union, and particularly the UFT, 
uh, I believe it's been completely taken over by by socialists who are are using through the union. That's the way they they figured out how to do this, right? And and what they've done is they've affected board uh, school board elections. And what they've been able to do is get their their liberal agenda into the schools through the teachers union and, and specifically through the teachers union leadership. Um, I, listen, it's it's been it's been long overdue. I know in New York it's been long overdue for a war against the actual teachers union. Again, not the individual teachers not the individual teachers most teachers i run into i find are are not only are they reasonable but they're more they're more than likely than not right of center thinkers and 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 they understand you know the way the world is but but when you get the unions involved it has become a major problem uh, like i said here in new york it's been a problem for for decades now where the you know everybody's so afraid of the teachers union because they get them to mobilize and whatnot and they do they make it about they they make it about their teacher about the, the local teacher they make it about uh, they make it about your kids and and they, they, it's all complete lies and at some point somebody needs to be able to see through that and and get to the root of the problem which is coming from the leadership of the teachers unions and and you know you know what a good place to start is a someone needs to start disclosing the salaries that these people are getting paid to be union leaders and then you'll find out where the real motivation comes from Britt, a um, couple quick questions, then you can take it here uh first of all did you say you went to this thing there were hundreds of you in this learning disability, yes. so hundreds one, of you. So, is there more than one yeah, Brit so out there? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, a lot of yes, people. There lot of, is, unfortunately, okay. we were all. Secondly, we were did all you say up. they did experiments on you? Because that'll explain a lot. Yes, they did. Actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, they all right. Did. good. Now you take it. Take it. Now it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so that, that pisses me off. I'm just going to follow up on something that Vince said real quick uh, about it's not the individual teachers, it's the unions. I'm sorry, but the individual teachers make up the union. Now, there are good teachers, don't get me wrong, but there are a lot of teachers that just want a paycheck, don't really care. Um, there's enough of them that these union leaders still keep getting voted into their power of their union because that is elected positions within the union. Um, and, and I'm sorry, I'm at the point now. Where if we are so far down the shithole rabbit hole that being quiet and letting your union do your thing and just keeping your head down makes you complicit. And in my book, makes you one of them. I'm sorry. Fair. Being quiet is not an option anymore. We we have to start. And, and I don't mean you have to get it from rail like, like we do here. We put our face on it. But there are things you can do. You know, someone's running for that board membership in your union. You start funding them on the down low. You start helping where you can. There's ways that you can help without... without um, Sticking your neck out if that's not your thing. Some people just don't have that kind of fight in them. But, but being quiet, sitting back, keeping your head down. You know what? You're going to be in the same shit train with us. So start fighting because we're at the point now. It, it's, time, it's time to fight like you're the third monkey on the ramp to Noah's Ark. And son of a bitch, it's starting to rain. We got to fight now. Um, so I remember that this whole, this whole thing about uh, public health, that if... Them expanding it off of into other weird things like climate change and gun and whatnot. That we we were conspiracy theorists and we were to be suspended and censored from Twitter and whatnot. And now we have Justin Trudeau, the good old communist Marxist, you know, piece of shit leader of Canada. What we learned from this climate, this uh, COVID crisis, we will be applying to the climate crisis, to the housing crisis, to reconciliation to making sure that everyone has good jobs and careers that carry them through and create opportunities for their kids. What we So they're going to, um, I'm sorry, JV, uh, I got to merge that so that 
I'm not. Okay, there we go. Uh, sorry, I have my cameras backwards. So basically, we have we had the leader of a free country is now saying, hey, all the shit we just learned with COVID, he's actually, they're telling us what they do, Vince. They are telling us. You read Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, uh, the, the the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, the Atlantic Council, Tide Foundation. I mean, I can go on and on. The, the Davos minutes that come out of those meetings that the billionaires have, they are telling us what they do. And they are so emboldened right now. It's like they literally know the elections are rigged. We can do what we want. It, the game is over, so here it is. People get used to it, and that's uh, that's that's our quiet neighbor uh, to the north too, um, who usually doesn't uh, invoke too much uh, too much noise, right? Um, but you're, yo, you're you're right. Uh, they they aren't even they aren't. Uh, they're telling you what their moves are now. They're telling you what their agenda is. They're telling you what they're going to do. I, it's 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 amazing that they are that bold in their. But but I, I that's the thing. I I also find it to be. Potentially one of their weaknesses is going to be that they're they're getting a little too uh, too full of themselves that they've been able to kick through you know everything they want in in, in an agenda but but you know that we know this from history and that's where I think they're going to falter is is you know that's when that's when it falls apart right is when is when they do become too emboldened and they try to push through agendas that don't don't they're not agreed by with with the majority of the people and i think we're starting to see that even with COVID, i think people are starting to see listen i can i can you know okay you know we were in a we were in a health crisis and eventually people start to say hey i can make my own decisions whether i want to wear a mask or not i can make my own decision whether i want to be vaccinated i don't need the government i don't need a politician i don't need a celebrity telling me that i, I need to go get a vaccine you know that'll be my decision and then i and hopefully people confer with a, a healthcare professional right or someone who's who's at least an expert or has some knowledge in that in that area and, and the point is we're starting to see that the same thing's going to happen if they try to continue down the path of of, of shoving their agenda down down the the throats of the people where there, there's going to be a revolt there's go it, there has to be a history is proven time and again there's going to be a revolt and it, and it has to come at right. some point I, I think you're right i think you're right on that so karen so so with what vince just said about they're pushing so hard right now my my belief is is that trump wasn't supposed to get elected it was supposed to be hillary and they were just going to keep this slow glide going to, you know, the Marxist utopia they think it is. Trump comes in, pulls the curtain back. Now it's, holy, what the hell's going on here? You know, social media helped with a lot of that. My question to you, I mean, I'm just a regular guy that does construction during the day. You're just a regular woman that cuts hair during the day. You know, are, are do you, as just a regular person, your people that you're cutting your hair with, your clients, are, are they feeling it? Are they going, whoa, this is too fast? Are they, are they picking up on it? Hmm. I don't know. Everything's hidden in plain sight. It's Everything's like, hidden in plain. So when you're so are. when you're cutting people's hair, are they? Can you have conversations with them about it? Are they engaged? Do they get yeah, what's going we actu on? No, actually, we do. It's like you don't think you can have those conversations, but I'm having those conversations. And by the way, I was like upset when Trump was elected because I didn't know any better until I got locked down and started paying attention to what was really going on. Um. And, and the majority of so, my clients. So you think a lot of people? Yes, the majority of my clients. Like, you didn't think you could talk at first, but then when you start talking, most of them feel. Here it comes. Way. Here it comes. Right. So this goes back to what Vince said about the teachers. We, yes. we cannot be quiet. There's more of us. JV, there's more of us. The reality mm -hmm. is, there's a great quote mm -hmm. that came out of the Bugs Life that I posted today on 
that I posted today on uh, Twitter about the, the the king, the king grasshopper saying we got to keep there's a million of these little ants. There's only a few of us. If they figure out there's more of them than us, they can take our food. They, they'll take over. We just got to exactly. keep them suppressed. There's more of us. There really is. Exactly. But we're we just what do we how do we wake them up? How do we get these people out of their shells that they can come out and just be aggressive? I hope you're right that there still is more of us. I'm less and less convinced that we are the silent majority anymore. Uh, I had a, uh, an article that I was going to use last last show, and it, I don't have the graphic anymore, but I'll just hold it up here. It says 61% of Americans paid no income tax in 2020. One of the thresholds has always been that when more people are not paying taxes than are paying taxes, we've crossed a very, very dangerous line. And it looks like we've crossed that with a significant margin for error, 61%. Uh, when people don't pay into the system but can vote to have money sent to them from the system, this this country is uh, in for some very difficult times. So I hope you're right, Britt. I hope that we still have a silent majority that has just got to wake up. I thought I thought they would wake up in 2020, um, and maybe they did, and maybe something else took place that, that, that stunted their message some. However, uh, you know, as they flood this country with illegal immigrants from the southern border, from Afghanistan, and from wherever else they're getting them, and they, and the, uh, and they, they use uh, mail-in ballots to change our elections, I don't know. I don't know if the silent majority will wake up or enough of them will wake up to make make the difference we need. I hope so. You know I'm the half glass glass half full guy. You're the glass half empty guy. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to remain optimistic when we see what's going on. You know, it's funny you pull up that article because I had this one. Um, it's a new study from the Pew Research Center. It's, it's a few days old. I was going to bring it up last week. But 48% say that the U.S. government should restrict online speech, even if it limits uh, freedom of info. So I think you're right that there is there is a change, and and, and it, I I think it I think it boils back to um, the education, the takeover of the education in the '60s and the indoctrination. Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals are following the plan. The Great Reset, they're following the plan. The agendas that are coming out of the UN, they're following the plan. It's a long-term plan, and they're taking over institutions. And we're at a point now where I'm going to go on a rant here real quick. America was founded on individual liberties, rugged individualism, work hard or die. There are plenty of other countries in the world in the 1700s that were, were uh, dictatorships, socialists, uh, royals, etc., where you could be taken care of. But people came to America to escape all that, to work hard and succeed or die. A lot of them died trying to survive. That's what we were founded on. We have now grown up apparently, and now we have a bunch of pigs at the trough that just want to suckle at the tit for free. They don't want to work for it. They don't want to produce. And, you know, this country, the, the 250 years this country's been on the planet is quite honestly the most technologically advanced in the shortest amount of time the human race has ever jumped. And it's because of us, freedom, the desire to, to invent and make money, to invent and make money. That's what it's about. And that's what we did. And it's about to go away. And if you think that we're going to cure cancer or jump to Mars to get off this planet or space travel Star Trek style under a communist China type setup. It ain't going to happen. I don't care what you think. They steal everything from us. And once there's no incentive, why the hell should I work my ass off to invent something? I yield back my time. All right. Well, um, 
we're almost out of time here. I did have one more thing that I wanted to uh, discuss here. Um, you know, folks have been Vince. You were you were part of the the little episode that took place. Uh, I think two weeks ago now. Uh, maybe it was three weeks ago now. I'm not sure uh, exactly the time frame. I'm so distraught by this whole thing. You know how AOC talks about how she felt during on January 6th, even though she wasn't even in the Capitol at the time, but she felt personally threatened. I kind of feel that way right now with this whole incident that, that took place during the show. Do you remember the whole uh, the, the cats away, the mice are going to play incident? You were there. You laughed. You, you left as part of this, right? Yeah. Well, it's he doesn't oh, remember. Does he remember? Or not? I know. Yeah, okay. I don't remember it. No. Okay. Well, I'm not going to remind you about this investigation has taken a, an odd turn here um, as oh as I look God. into this more. And Friday night's program, I didn't catch this. A very astute uh, viewer of the program caught this, and I, I want to get some opinion on what transpired. On Friday night, this is Sorry, going right to what you're talking about, Britt. That's why I want to say this. So earlier in the week, uh, they they also asked for records. This committee. did you catch that? <laughs> did you see that? Let me let me do this again. Uh, they they also asked for records. This committee. Uh, they they also asked for see records. That? This committee. Right there. See. <laughs> He's get. <laughs> See, it's right there in plain sight. Talk about hidden in plain sight. Um, Britt, you know, these little games you're playing here, uh, giving me the finger during the middle of the show. What the heck is happening here? Is this something I need to be concerned about? I am about? so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, this, the invest, the investigation will continue as we look into what's happening uh, in that cave of yours, Brett. Anyway, uh, we like to we like to end the program yes. with a little, little levity. Um, Vince, uh, anything you want to add to anything? We we didn't even cover half of the stuff that Britt and I had here for tonight. It's been a very very odd week and a half in the nation in the world. I can only imagine that we've got a lot more of this stuff ahead of us. Um, I agree. Uh, it's, I'll, I'll leave you with this thought. I think the, the happiest man alive today is Jimmy Carter. <laughs> he's no longer the worst president in history. Is that what you're That's saying? Right. Yeah. That's right. I'm actually, I'm actually oh, glad he's alive to see it. Yes. He never thought he would live that long. It's impressive. That's right. That's right. Uh, Karen, thanks for being here tonight. Anything else you want to add before we close it out? Thanks for having thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Thank you to everybody who has been in all of our chat rooms. Uh, please subscribe, please follow, please uh, subscribe to the podcast version of the show. Find the Roku channel, install that. What else, Britt? Uh podcast. Yeah, that's it. You you nailed it. Sorry, okay. I'm I'm focused on chat. They're telling me to do stuff on uh Foxhole for links and stuff, and I'm focused. I'm trying to get our word the word out. All right. Well, you keep focusing, and I'm going to have to. The investigation will continue into your true allegiances. We'll figure out what's going on there. Um, thanks, everybody, for being here. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Karen. And we'll see you all next Thank time. You.